Hey guys, it's Will. Just to let you know, uh, you're about to listen to our first episode of Diamond in the Rough, a podcast where we watch some movies and it's super exciting. It's featuring me and JJ. This is, of course, a Please Pay Our Rent Studios podcast. We're happy that you're tuning in. A few things first. We did have a little bit of... I messed up the sound. I did mess up the sound a little bit. I, uh, I was messing around with my papers. I My chair's super squeaky, so I'm going to drown that, wash that in WD-40. However, it's got some really good stuff in it. You know, uh, please be sure, you know, you can find this on anywhere you find podcasts, YouTube. Make sure to follow all the Please Pay Your Rent studios, uh, streaming on Please Pay, or at PPOR Gaming on Twitch. And thank you so much for your support, and I hope you guys enjoy it all. Well, good morning. If it's not uh, morning where you are, then please stop listening to this. Uh, wait 12 hours so that you're able to listen to this in the morning. I, what if the 12 hours just takes them from, like, noon to midnight? Then I fucked up. Welcome to Diamond in the Rough, the show where we dive headlong into the worst films have to offer in a desperate attempt to find something not a complete waste of time. I'm your host, Will. And I am also here, JJ. <laughs> I am physically present due to contractual <laughs> contractual Not really because of the COVID. I'm kind of just chilling in my room. He's in a closet. Well, that's what I call my room. Okay, that's right. That's right. It's cheap rent, if anything. Yeah. Uh, if you hear a slight echo, that's because his voice is reverberating through the closet door and into my room. <laughs> in into your room. Quiet in there. Uh, we're in search of the next cult classic. Uh, we only search through movies that were critically panned and failed at the box office. There are plenty of bad flicks that start out as student films, uh, straight to DVD, but we're looking uh, for movies that had a chance, had a big budget. People actually believed in it, and then it just failed. And then at the end, we're going to give our personal reviews and a little bit of what we think of that movie um uh, this week's movie is mr wrong according to ron tomatoes the plot is as follows television producer martha alston ellen degeneres's character gives into parental badging badger parental badgering and begins looking for a nice husband when she meets Whitman Crawford, he seems to be her dream man. However, when she meets Whit's mother and his crazy ex-girlfriend, Martha begins to have second thoughts. This film is starring Ellen DeGeneres, Bill Pullman as uh, Whitman Crawford, and Joanne Cusack as Inga. Uh, it was directed by Nick Castle Jr. Uh, you may know him from his premiere role as Michael Myers in the original Halloween movie. Yep, big actor, fucking I mean, Nick Castle. Dread, I think of Mr. Wrong, so... <laughs> yeah, so it kind of fits. Uh, this movie had a budget of $19 million, and it was able to net back a whole $12.8 million. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting that it lost $6.2 million. It was six in the box office. Uh, it's opening weekend. And? So... Let's get into it, right? Right. Uh, this movie starts like any movie, right? Uh, it starts Bill. with uh, I watch I watched the opening credits, so I hope you did as well. But it starts with a fucking star wipe. 
oh yeah 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 like a bad star wipe into it and of course it drops us in the middle of the mexican prison Mm. right like immediately we're in just fucking mexican prison um ellen degeneres is like full bridal gown and i was really hoping it was like a kill bill reference it was not no no there's no reference nor inference of there being a good movie or its presence in this whole fucking thing um so she's getting fucking interrogated and they uh they flash back which i love yeah. flashbacks in every movie it's i think it's the it's ultimate way in a story it starts it starts at the end and then tells you how it got there yeah i I think that it's not a crutch ever in movies. I think it is utilized very well every fucking time to make a story better. I really do. Anyway, that's my opinion. Um, Anyways, then we go to so, a wedding. Uh, yeah, not the wedding. Her family's making her feel like shit because her sister's getting married and she's not. Yeah, and she's like, oh man, she's 31. She's too old. When her, when her mom comes up and she's like, yeah, we can't wait till you get married. I actually, I found a part in the movie that I did enjoy. She mm-hmm. says to her mom, quote, geez, mom, did you just find out you're, you have a year to live? And then the mom just like, kind of like, why did I walk away? Uh, and then her friends, of course, you know, mm-hmm. laughing at the mom. Uh, they and laugh at like, people in this movie. They never laugh with them. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cruel movie, all things considered. <laughs> it kicks down. It really does. Uh, we have that stupid scene where she complains about her grandma being drunk, and mm. it goes right into she's on this it, the date. Oh, I yeah. like the date scene. Wait, I thought it was funny before that. Um, so oh. she's supposed to be desperate for a man, and this might just be you know my big future brain talking, but it kind of felt obvious she was like not into guys at this point right is that just me i mean at at some point they've got to be like why is she just not kissing bill pullman he's hot (laughs) i mean then again you could probably just chop it up to bad acting because she was not she was not doing so hot in this movie no no which sucks because she was the best one in the movie so it was that bad yeah we'll we'll get into it more as we go further down the plot Uh, no you're right you're right but I mean, so far, nothing, like, really stands out, except for, obviously, like, looking back on it, if if Alan didn't know she was a lesbian then, she knew it after the movie. <laughs> like, for sure. Like, you just tell. Um, yeah, so, the fucking, the, the fucking restaurant scene with the blind date <laughs> of, of the, the belly dancer realtor. Restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it, it starts out with uh, this, this hip view of a belly dancer and then all of a sudden the like a random guy's hand just slips a dollar into his waistband and you scroll out and you see that it's her fucking date that's funny yeah. so i'll yeah. give the movie that i mean it's going for like sort of just v- making you very uncomfortable humor which works at first but uh, okay it works with that one joke yeah. but other than that well, this, is, just this part is like violently uncomfortable and so yes. the like general awkwardness of the you know dialogue feels good. Like this is like oh everything fits in a way that's like awkward, funny. Like you're laughing more out of fear than anything else. Yes, for sure, for sure. You're like this is a safe place. This is a safe space, and I don't care where I'm at. 
until you realize that you're fucking wrong and this movie is uh, having a mental attack on you the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. And then so, I, uh, and then as I recall, the uh, date ends with um, the fella saying, now can I French kiss you? Which, I mean... Yeah, yeah, he's just straight up like, can I French kiss you? I want to talk about this fucking guy is... is it's so annoying because they're like, mm. oh, we really got to make sure that everyone knows that this guy is for sure a sleazy salesman guy. And then they just keep laying into it. And it's just mm. fucking stupid. And each yeah. joke just falls flat and flat and flat. Uh, but yeah. I, I like the yeah. now, can I French kiss you? <laughs> At least it, he it goes again with the like concentrated awkwardness that's, again, pretty funny for a while. Yeah, it, it was a little funny that, because of how desperate he was, but mm-hmm. it it just made me personally more uncomfortable because he was like, mm-hmm. can I French kiss you? And it was like, mm-hmm. uh, what, bro? I think it would have been slightly less awkward if he would have just went in for it. Yeah, if he had just like leaned in for it. Yeah, if he would have just jumped through her window and just been like, that, I we'll live here part. now. I live in the closet like JJ does. <laughs> <laughs> When did this movie come out? Was it like 1996, right? Uh, yes, 1996. 1996. Circa 1996. Man jumps through window to impress woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. What, what else did you have? What's your next? Um, my next note is about Walter trying to uh, pick her up. Okay. And... So, real quick. Hmm. Real quick. So... With the salesman scene, there's just a part in it where she says a joke, and then he oh. goes, really? And then they stare at each other for 15 seconds. Did you time it? I timed it. <laughs> I went, I, so there's yeah. all these weird, like, awkward pauses in it, and so I just fucking kept timing them, and it they added easily a couple more minutes to the movie. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea why. Yeah, he, and like I feel like if that had been trimmed up just a little bit or extended even longer, it would have been funny. But something about the fifteen second mark just made the entire thing feel flat. Because like yeah, I feel like that just... would have been a good line if they had done it better. <laughs> no, totally. They just like make it so awkward, and then it's like, ah, oh, this is funny, and then you like mentally go, this is no longer funny. But they're still they're still waiting for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it funny? <laughs> nope. Nope. It ended before it got funny again, before it got ironically funny. Audience at home, I want you to turn off all your technology, pause everything right now, and have a 15 second long silence because it is a lot longer than you think it is. Anyway, so boom, she's at the bar, she's drinking, she's boozing up, uh, walks over to the jukebox. To play I'm Lonesome by I don't even remember who or whatever it's called. But she's playing that sad song. Um, I think it's fucking awkward how she, she drops her quarter. She's reaching under the fucking jukebox to try and grab her quarter. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Whitman, Bill, Bill Pullman comes up. Does not acknowledge her. Fucking doesn't even try and like be cautious of her space. Yeah. Just fucking blows past yeah. this you know lady and then go straight to the jukebox he doesn't even look down at her he just goes without hesitation and just ignores this person crouched on the ground and then we have this really long tracking shot of her getting up and like watching like staring straight at his feet for a while then slowly tracking his pants seam and going all the way up until it finally reaches his face yeah 
Yeah, that also took way too long. Yeah. And here's another thing. They have almost a full conversation while she's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks up, but she never gets up. Yeah. I, I went back to rewatch the scene because I was like, has she always been on the ground? <laughs> Is this a fucking joke? She's just on the ground for half of it. Like, just chilling. No trouble, right? And fucking Bill Pullman doesn't give a shit. He's not like, can I help you up? Or he's not like, oh, and another thing. He's got this fucking cowboy voice. Yeah. No, it's not just like any cowboy voice. It's like the vaguely like threatening mayor of the city cowboy voice. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. If you guys don't stop, I'm going to take out the the city pool where all the kids are. Right? Like, and then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and like, like. It's almost like cartoon level villainy, which is good, but I feel like, again, this is another thing where they sort of went to the awkward middle ground where if they had gone harder on making him like really just weird and awkward, it might have been funny. But like, I guess, we, I guess the point was we so, were supposed to take him seriously. JJ, for a something day. you have to remember is this is a period piece. So in the late 90s, his mm. voice he was doing was considered sexy. Oh, okay. A super airy cowboy voice, super sexy at the okay. time. I don't know. He still sounded like vaguely threatening the whole time to me. He sounds vaguely like has. He sounds vaguely like he's got um fucking asthma the whole time. Yeah. So it was like, hey, <sighs> the three fingered dog. Hello there, Martha. Oh my the God, the poem. I'm, I wrote we'll out the, the poem. poem. We'll get. To, you wrote it out. I wrote out most of it as well as okay, I could. Okay. Well. You can only read it while jogging in place so that you sound like how he did it. I, I will try. Okay. We'll, we'll get I don't remember it. where he paused, but... Yeah, it's, he also paused he, for a couple of during the recitation of his own poem. Um, oh my god. He reads a poem, and it's so garbage. Okay, so, fucking boom. So he plays the song she was gonna play, I'm Lonesome, and then she's like, oh my god, I love this song. It's like my favorite song. And then he's like, is it now? And then, which is, it's so stupid, everything that comes out of Bill Pullman's mouth. And I feel mm. bad he had to read that script. <laughs> and but then, again, I feel like if they had tried hard enough to make it clear, it was supposed to be stupid, it would have been better. But like, again, they sort of try to make you believe he's legitimate for a while. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's actually a detriment. I, I completely agree. Or, or alternatively, they could have made it like when the uh, switch flips. If it had been more drastic, that would have also worked. But no, they could have just made him Weird normal rather than like over like trying. But yeah. well, I, okay. I honestly, I feel like they should have just gone in with more confidence to some of the weirdness. Yeah, they like they just never commit to anything. I, there's one and thing so they do, like... and I will definitely bring that up when we get to it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this whole fucking movie, like with all the like random like long silences mm. throughout the throughout the whole movie, it's fucking ridiculous. They're like, how how long is like the director doesn't know timing at all. He was like, how long's funny? Okay, double that, right? <laughs> like he's like just fucking try. He's like, how long does it take for someone to think that their movie's paused? Okay, do that exact time. Yeah, get them Which... to like check their VCR. Um, and yeah. Like, as they're di- that way, they'll be closer to my experience. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll have to watch the fucking rest of the movie, thinking that the tape's skipping. And and speaking of awkward shit, when he looks down at her and says, "Are you lonesome?" because of the mm-hmm. fucking song, and he's trying right. to pick her up, and it's so corny. Are you lonesome? There's 
15 <laughs> seconds. No words. No exchange. No mouth movement. She doesn't look anywhere. She just stares at him for 15 seconds and says, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's like half of the scene. Is it her just fucking staring at him and being like, and the other no. half is slowly panning from his feet to his face. Literally though, um, and then they dance for like four <laughs> seconds because he was staring at her rather than listening to the song, and then that was <laughs> awkward and not fun. It was just awkward. Just awkward. Just awkward. Um, I love his own description of his job. Uh, I'm an investor. Oh, what kind of investor of, like, investing stuff? <laughs> I'm like a, like, like three kids in a trench coat. He, he mm-hmm. gives a stellar performance of, I uh, do stuff. And yeah, they're like trying to make it part of the story, but it just seems so stupid. Like, it doesn't feel like it fits in. Yeah, I mean, do they ever actually explain what he does? Yes, they do, actually. Okay. I missed that. <laughs> And then he tells her he's a poet. And I'm like, oh, mm. get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm an investor poet. I've got a published book. I hated the pillow talk scene. I actually, I didn't, I'm going to be straight up. There's mm. not a lot of this movie that I liked. I just fucking hated part of it. Yeah. that That's the pillow talk, which goes right into the, there's a lot of sh- boring shit that I don't even give a fuck that happens. But it goes with the pillow talk, uh, which is before they fuck in front of the fire, which we'll get to, too. But, yeah, so they're doing this stupid pillow talk. And, and then the other thing I have written down is she's, like, having dinner with her family, and she just tells her whole family about this fucking guy and how she had one date. And she's like, well, his name's Whitman. And at no point does anyone say, that's that's a last name. That's not a real name. No one's named Whitman. Oh, which, by the way, like, so I thought uh, the twist was going to be, like, it wasn't a real name or anything, because, you know, Whitman, he's a poet, ha-ha. But, like, no, no, that, his name's Whitman, and there's another character named Walt, and that bothers me. Like I said. Yeah. Michael Myers from Halloween. He's got a plan. He's got a whole plan. So... Uh, there's uh what else yeah so she tells her whole family about it which is mm-hmm. kind of douchey but then oh so there's the sex time mm-hmm. the second time they have the sex scene this this was kind of funny they have trouble getting each other's clothes off right mm-hmm. and that's not what the, I enjoy. most of this is all down the hall and you can barely tell what's going on yeah yeah, and then you're like, what's going on? But when they get into the room, you can see just down the hallway, and you only see part of the bedroom. You don't get to see where they are, like, on the bed. Mm-hmm. And then pants just fly across the room, hit the wall. Yeah. And then it's just fucking Big boot. Just... Oh, yeah. Huge thud. Okay, I like the boot, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that part, I was like, I'm here for that. I'm okay with this part. This part is funny. Listening to his poem hurt me so much. It yes, really yes, did. the good old poem, uh, diving headlong into cringe. I already used that phrase. Um, anyways. <clears throat> the three-fingered dawn creep over the hills, and the foothills of one cerebellum bleeds profusely for the loss. One lives in souls unlit by flame, 
and then a bunch of weird pauses just insert those right untouched by (laughs) passion unknown by others (sighs) transported by one to another places within without places we're afraid to cry about yet gladly call home then he says likey tea like like a tea or something call home like E.T. And then she laughs. She's like, oh, oh, like E.T. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, oh, he said in like E.T. one oh, phrase. He said like, like E.T. So like, yeah. it sounded like one word. Yeah, I didn't get it. Till the ship courses on of the blood-red three-fingered waters heading homeward. Like so the are these, Tyler Taylor. Are these homeward, red waters, are they three blood. fingers deep like a drink? Is this ocean I, like a glass of water deep? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also, the hills were also three-fingered down. Yeah, everything's got three fingers in his world. I, uh, did he write this, or did he steal this? The movie never illustrated I, that I, very well. I, like, looked it up, and it's not real, but that doesn't necessarily mean he draws it, but I feel like he would have said that if he did, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. He probably wrote half of it. Unless that scene got cut or something. Oh, yeah, probably. I imagine a lot of scenes got cut. Or none. None would make sense, too. I don't know. By the length of those pauses, I'm not sure they cut anything. Like, I'm not convinced no, this wasn't done in one take. But you know what they did? They cut out. Like, they overdid it. So with all the pauses that actually were in the movie, it was like 15 minutes longer. And then they're like, you guys don't have to do this. Actually, in fact, please do not do this. And they're like, okay, we'll keep half, we'll keep a third of them. <laughs> All right, all right. A third. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. No, just make them short. No. When he went through this poem, it sounded like it was his third take. Like, Bill Pullman the first time was, like, reading off paper. The second time he was like, could you could you remind me what my line is? And then the third time, he was like, no, I can yeah, make I can it through it. it. I, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then he's just making up shit. And then they're like, that's not the line. And then the director's like, we just got to get through. We got to get through this day. <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> I've only it got the camera down for to another get hour. Down correctly. We gotta... Yeah, exactly. I'm supposed to let the children in this movie... There's actually no children in this movie. Hmm? There's no children. Really? Not even as extras, no. Okay. I, I, I guess... I don't know when they were filming it, but union rights and shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not even as... Anyway... It's just a weird fun fact. Okay. Wait, wait those two. What, hmm. yeah. what were those two then? What were what two? The, besides those two. two besides okay. those two kids, there were no okay. kids. Maybe okay. in the Mexican village. We'll get to it. Besides that. Wow, I'm an idiot. I totally forgot about the best part of the movie. Anyway, we'll get to it. Uh, Inga, the ex-girlfriend of Bill, calls her, threatens her. Yep. Nothing of note. I mean, other than we've established Inga's there and she's crazy. Yeah, Inga's there and she's crazy. I... Oh, Uh, I... Gas station scene? What? Is it the gas station scene next? Uh, no, there's a lot of stuff in between. Okay. I, I wrote down a couple more things. First off... She makes this joke, whether if it's funny or not, I enjoy it, and I actually like this joke, and I giggle. I I giggle when I hear it. Uh, Walter, her personal assistant who's in love with her, 
who at mm. first I thought was the psycho murderer. And I was like, oh, there he is. There's the bad guy. And then it turned out no, so that guy's awful. He he uh he gets her like car detailed, right? So it gets all cleaned and shit. And then he's mm. like, oh, they didn't have your favorite scent, like Hawaiian Dream or something stupid. And then he's like, so I got you a uh, pina colada. And then she's like, oh, great. Now my car will smell like an alcoholic beverage. Which I think is funny and I don't care. So fight me. Fucking meet me in the streets. I'll take you down any I, day. That's six feet apart, sir. Six feet apart. Punch me. <laughs> um, she She takes Whitman. This is right before that gas station scene. She takes Whitman to meet her family. It's probably been a week, maybe two days since they first met. It's probably something crazy short. And this motherfucker brought gazpacho like no one does. Here's cold soup. There you go, guys. This is my favorite potluck piece. This is how I want to introduce myself to you. I see you guys made fried chicken. <laughs> see, you guys got Costco. I th- I th- you guys got KFC chicken. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for dinner. Here's gazpacho. And and then they, like, make a big deal out of it, too, which I don't understand. It's like the dad's like, who's the best gazpacho? It was probably the first time he's ever had that. Just, who brings <laughs> who brings soup? Cold who soup, nonetheless. Yeah. Like, that feels like that's got to be an insult in some culture, right? It's an insult in my household. If you come in here with that shit, I'll smack it out of your hand. I swear. That's weird. It's just weird, though. It didn't yeah, make sense. Well, we- Totally weird. It did not belong in the movie. Yeah. And then they're driving uh, out of the house, and Whitman kind of dumps them. We skipped the uh, charades. No, that's not yet. Oh. That's not until later. Yeah. Oh, the other family, right? Sorry. Yeah, the other family. I was talking about, they meet uh, Marta's family. Right, right. So, anyway, he's like... Uh, Whitman, he's fucking dunks on her family. He says, yeah, I mean, they were alright, like, whatever. I just felt like I wasn't being myself. Okay, I guess. It was okay, I guess. It wasn't that bad of a day. And so he, uh, so anyway, he, he then, yeah, Martha, like, turns to him, and she goes, well, you should just be yourself. That's okay. And this is and like, the point. really? Really? Yeah. And so this is like the 45 minute point in which the whole movie changes and it no longer becomes a bad comedy. It becomes a bad horror movie. <laughs> this movie scared me more times than it made me laugh. I do also want to bring that up. But he drops I mean, the cowboy accent. First thing. Drops it. Hmm. And he just, like, does a different look, and he just tries really hard to make himself seem like such a such a Mr. Hyde to Jekyll. Mm-hmm. But then we get to the best scene of the whole movie, and that's the gas station scene. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, so they go in, and he's like, hey, hey, steal his beer. And she's like, what? No. And he's like, no, just steal it. And that's about the next 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I okay. I really want to bring up the fact that mm. the black gas station or the black liquor store owner. He goes, mm. "How's it going, Holmes?" And then, <laughs> and he made like a big deal out of it, and it was pretty it was like pretty fucked up and it was just awkward for everyone and even the store owners like giving him a look like did this guy just i think this guy just did that <laughs> oh so what actually <laughs> this is pretty funny uh i had to go back and listen to this but when they drive up to the liquor store as soon as it pans up to show like palm liquor store or whatever it, it plays like some some like marriott some like like mexican like uh pop music or something and i was just like that's that's not exactly uh culturally appropriate it was just solid yeah it was a reba music that's what it is that's what i wrote down yeah so he calls him homes twice actually mm. i wrote it down because i thought it was funny again like i said they're going for violently uncomfortable but they didn't pull it off right no they just made me feel violently uncomfortable um oh like, so they're going for comedy accidentally went full twisted nerve <laughs> uh, for, uh, for those of you that don't know twisted nerve is it's a horror movie in which the kid uh pretends to be autistic so he could like try to fuck a girl very very violently uncomfortable i recommend highly recommend Jeez, that's a weird movie oh god eddie okay <laughs> Now oh, sorry, back to you, like, you know, throwing beer down Ellen DeGeneres' coat. Yeah, so the, the liquor store owner realizes that they're stealing beer because that's Whitman's idea of fun. And <laughs> he runs after them with a bat. And the thing I remember the most is he almost hit Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> like, he, he was swinging that shit, and he almost hit her. He hit in the mirror of the car. Cracked mm. it right in. Well, I like that part where he almost just brained her with a bat. A very different movie. <laughs> I like the yeah. part where the movie almost ended early and we could just go home. <laughs> and then it was a snuff film. Oh no. And then oh, they can just hold with the nerve. Yeah. Yeah, um. exactly. So the car switch was stupid. He like switches cars later and it was just it was mm -hmm. dumb and it made no sense and I couldn't tell the difference between the convertibles. It was just a different color. Just a dark yeah. one. Yeah. I almost forgot the best part of the movie. So they're you driving away from that. the liquor store. She's all uncomfortable. And of course Whitman stole beer, so what's he gonna do? He's gonna drink beer while driving. No one ever brings up the fact that he was drinking and driving. Man, I feel like I can just be myself around you. <laughs> I should be myself around you. And then he's like, fine, this makes you so uncomfortable. Pours it out. And then he just fucking throws this half-empty can and just beams this old homeless man. <laughs> and I think about this moment a lot. I really do. Because he just fucking whipped it and hit that fucking poor homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, you might be misunderstanding what's going on thinking that this is funny. It's not, because no one reacts properly to what's going on. Like, no. in isolation, it's very funny to hear described, but, like, the problem is mostly Ellen's acting, I'd say, because she reacts the exact same way to, like, the dude saying, hey, can I get a French kiss you, to, like, trying to steal beer to even worse things you get to later on. It's like, if you're gonna go for, like, the absurdist comedy route, you gotta 
have like someone reacting like a human would, or at least changing their reaction somewhat, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, you're still, hey, stop stealing beer, beans homeless man. Hey, stop being homeless man. It's basically. (laughs) (laughs) Stop hitting homeless. Don't do that. That's bad. (laughs) And and then they just like underplay everything. Yeah. I'd be horrified if that happened. Or I'd be the one doing it, you know? Like, well, I don't know. Like, she's exactly as horrified to him being a homeless man as she was to Walter trying to pick her up earlier. She was That's almost as horrified as him stealing beer as she was him changing cars. Yeah. I think that's yeah, why like, I hate that scene the most. Like, she, like throughout the entire movie, she's basically panicked, but the same level of panic. <laughs> Literally. She's basically yeah. the same as not having emotion at all, because it's just flatlined. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the he, they meet his mom, and she mm. comments on her birthing hips and goes, "Ah, yes." And she pulls out the fucking opera glasses. Which, oh yes, uh, you've got nice birthing hips and an adequate bosom, which would be funny if they had done a good job. So instead, right. it was not funny. It was just mm. weird. Honestly, I think we could have done a better job. I mean, like, a lot of the material's decent, it's just the commitment that's really lacking for most yeah, of it. Yeah, seriously. And it's not even all of the actors fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... It's a lot of uh, them, though. Bill, Inga, and Whitman, I thought were really great Bob. in some scenes. Oh, Bob, right? Bob, was yeah. Bill is, I think Bill might have been the actor's name. Maybe. But yeah, yeah. but Bob, for sure. Uh, we haven't gone to that Bill yet, Bill Pullman so. is... Anyway... Yeah, so they meet the mom and they play charades, and I didn't, I didn't mm. care for this scene. Uh, we do get spinning. some lovely more, you know, trying to fit in more uncomfortable stuff with the hugs and, of course, the frogs. <laughs> yeah. The frogs? Yeah, because um, that, that's how uh, good old Whitman refers to the French ass. Oh, like, yeah. I knew it had something to do with the frogs. It had something to do with the frogs. That's, that's awesome. Yeah fucking oh man Whitman goes in for that hug with his mom and he just gets like he just gets handfuls like a legitimate handful oh yeah, handfuls oh, yeah. they're like person. moaning also they're like mm. yeah mm. Uh, it's <laughs> but again it was funny for a two seconds long. and it kept going and I was yeah. like oh god I was like okay, Bill okay, Pullman's we, we getting it. off you, to this you can like, stop now can we please oh God. stop? Yeah, I, I legitimately believed he was into it. Like, that's how... Good acting, bad bad choice. Bad choice <laughs> to do the good acting then and nowhere else. So, or, you know, just, like, cut it earlier, direct it to be shorter. Yeah. There when, are a couple ways to fix that. They chose none of them. Well, the one way is directing, and they chose to not do that. Yeah. 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 The, the restaurant... She has him pull over at a uh, at a coffee shop to try mm. and break out with him. It's, a, it's like mm. a diner. But what I do want to bring up is it's literally called Coffee Shop Restaurant. <laughs> They're like, yeah, what should we not... call it? Well, we don't want our audience to get confused. Uh, coffee Shop Restaurant? Coffee Shop Restaurant sounds good. Let's do that one. Uh, but yeah, she tries to dump him. Um, he's like, well, you think I wouldn't break my finger for you? And then they spin up, like, too long building up to the scene where he inevitably breaks his finger. 
Well, he was pr- proving his love. Right, right. Um, oh, and, and when it happens, like, horror music kicks in, but, like, the way the few people who notice in the shop are reacting in Ellen, they're acting like it's a comedy, but whoever is doing the music seems to think it's supposed to be frightening. And yeah. It's like, kind of kind of pick one. Because <laughs> it'd be like, I mean, imagine if, like, fucking Tom gets, you know, smashed with, like, an iron in Tom and Jerry, right? Yeah. And then the like, fucking Halloween thing kicks room. in, and you're like, what? What's, what's going on? <laughs> oh my god, is that cat dead? Oh dear is, god. Is Tom dead? Did they just kill Tom? They just killed Tom. Jer- Jerry's a horrible rat. He's a horrible <laughs> person. I don't like him at all. He's not funny. He's a monster. He killed Jesus Christ. Tom. What the fuck? So, when he breaks his finger, which is a, a gruesome scene. Mm. You never get to see the finger, which I think is kind of kind of lame, because, yeah. come on, dude. You guys could have done it. You could have faked that. But she hands mm. him a napkin, as you do, when someone yeah. breaks a bone. You're like, oh, here's a, here's a napkin. Oh, gee, dab up that bone. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I'll cover that up. People might see you. Oh, you're embarrassing <laughs> If me. someone asks what happened to your finger, tell them you fell down the stairs. Tell him you, you spilled something on it, and you're just wiping it clean. Yeah, tell him you fell down the stairs. Nice. So. Then. And then it does basically the same thing I said about, like, the the editor, director seems to think the scene's scary, but the actors seem to think the scene's funny. When she gets home and is immediately met with Inga shining a flashlight in her face. Yes. Like, again, more piano noises. And then, hi, is just the reaction. It's just, hi, how's it going? Well, I mean, you got got Bob. Bob's the best character, actually. I I honestly love Bob and Inga because both their actors are just hamming it up in every scene. Like, I feel like they were the only ones that, like, they understood their characters very well, I imagine. I think they would have been funny if literally anyone but Ellen yeah. and Bill Pullman had been their fucking choice for this movie. Because they're doing a good job, but it's not funny because nothing mm-hmm. around them is reacting to it. Like, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, because like, they're getting no spelled the entire time. Uh, literally, though. Literally. Which, uh, we will get to my favorite scene eventually, and <laughs> I do need to talk about that. But uh, um, which time? I also appreciate Joanne Cusack's villain voice. She sounds like... like if Jesse were taken over by Zerg. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Uh, she. So Bob's this guy who's just like in love with her and he's just kind of along for the ride, which mm-hmm. is, I, I actually really like their storyline. I would have rather the movie been about them mm-hmm. than it was about Martha. Yeah. It's but, a pretty fucked up relationship because so Bob's like in love with her, but Inga's still like in love with um Whitman. Uh, Whitman, yeah. And so he's like, he's like, oh man, these people are hurting her feelings. I'm gonna try to help her get back with him. Uh, he's like, like, I don't know. I just do it because I love her. Yeah. But, okay, this is some next level sense stuff. But they ambush her, and she's like, don't. Oh, I, I, I do like Bob's introduction. She, so you know, Inga shines a flashlight in her face, and she's like, get her, Bob. And Bob says, "I was like, hi, I'm Bob." Hi, I'm Bob. In case you're wondering, who was Bob? You found him. I like to imagine Bob isn't short for anything. I imagine he was named Bob. I, I mean, we don't have any proof otherwise. I might Although, as well uh, going along with Walt Whitman, if his name were Robert, 
that would make you know Robert Crawford, which is worth mentioning. Uh well, that is true. That is true. A lot of lot of poets reference. Yeah, you know when I you know it's very clear where they got their uh, poetry inspiration when they um have a guy break his finger in a coffee restaurant. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly, it, it's very heavily clearly. inspired. Um, the uh. That's how I think poet investors act in restaurants, <laughs> in coffee shop restaurants, like the coffee shop restaurant. Yeah, the one and only coffee shop restaurant. The one and only coffee shop. They spent a lot on that sign. They really did. It was a pretty sign. And a lot of lights and shit. So, they ambush oh, Martha. Um, What's up? Mm. Yeah, it's part of the ambush. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, this is completely unrelated, but at one point, Joanne Cusack uh, calls Ellen Fish Tank, and I had to Google if Finding Nemo had came out yet. Uh, it had not. Mm. Mm. So it's not a reference to that. No. I, I'm very confused why she calls her fish tank. I thought it was an inappropriate joke, and then I realized the movie... Oh, I wrote down how many times they cursed in this movie. They said, like, three... Oh, well, there are three instances. Two of the times it was a black person saying shit. <laughs> the other time it's Ellen DeGeneres saying dick a lot. And at oh, first, yeah. I didn't think it was, like, her just saying dick. I thought she was, like... The oh, yeah, because she was calling Private Dick. Uh, or, shit, was his name Dick? No. Okay, yeah, so, well, a private detective is called a dick, so, yeah. That, she's just calling a dick. Yeah, well, she calls him a dick dick, which is an adorable type of antelope, by the way. Oh, you Googled a lot of things. <laughs> no, I just knew that offhand. Okay, she, no, she was calling him a dick, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but she called him, you dick, dick? Yeah, 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 you're a dick of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So they they, they ambush her, they cut up her couch, because oh, yeah. Inga's a 12-year, <laughs> she's like an 8-year-old. Mm -hmm. No, don't cut my couch. Oh. And Not again, she has couch. the same level oh, of frustration that she does with literally everything else in the movie. Uh, literally. And then she's like, do you want gum in your hair? And she's like... No, I would not like gum in my hair. And then she's like, here's gum. And she puts gum in her hair, which... Yeah. And then it just, like, smash cuts to Snapple, or, like, to just her in her office with jaunty music playing. And then I think Snapple product placement, if I remember correctly. Okay, it does not just snap to... It doesn't just change to her office. They're like, we're gonna go. And we took snacks from your kitchen. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. like, yeah, yeah, we grabbed some Snapples. But my point is, like, this scene that's very confusingly either supposed to be comedic or scary, when that scene ends, not necessarily that moment, yeah, it goes yeah, straight yeah. into just happy, like, oh, it's the intro of a high school movie type music. Yeah, and she's not even, like, uncomfortable at first. Yeah. Although there is some great FedEx product placement. <laughs> I guess we got to the commercial break of the movie. And then, yeah, I guess so. Because then, like, someone's like, oh, you also want to get a Snapple from the fridge? Well, no, earlier... No, um, that was at Bob and Joe and uh, um, Inga. Inga were like, yeah, we took some snapples from your fridge. We took some snapples. Well, earlier in the movie, what happens is straight up her, mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, you have flowers from 1-800-Flowers. And I was like, that's that's weird to just oh, yeah. mention 1-800-Flowers. That's what we should keep track of from now until the end of like the podcast is product placement. 
I think we should have a product placement tally. And that's how we should rate how bad bad movies are. Uh, so, yeah, so they just, boom. He censored creepy, murderous faxes. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty spooky, but they had funny music in the background, so that was great. And then her parents call her while she's at work, and they say, hey, can you house sit for us? And she says, fuck, yes, I can house sit for you. She's trying to get away. tonight. So, like, you know, like, 14, 16 hours later, whatever, like nighttime. Hmm. Oh, uh, we should probably cover earlier. So during the fireplace sex scene, right? uh, She told good old Whitman that she, uh, that like once when she was a kid, a clown went to their house and she thought it was like a friend sent from God. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, tell them more about the house sitting. (laughs) Yeah, so she's house sitting and we can assume that she's in some kind of guest bad or her old bedroom because mm. it's not like a full-size bed that her parents would sleep in but she's on a second story of her parents house right she's just fully asleep and then knock on the window knock on the window and then she turns wakes up and sees who's outside but of course Whitman he's knocking on the window like a knight in shining armor or how he's dressed as a cloud in shining stilts <laughs> Which was yeah, just he's wearing those good old long boy uh, circus outfits, <laughs> so he can talk to her on the second floor. I actually, I, t- I took screen caps <laughs> of <laughs> him as a clown. I'm glad we were both inspired by Whitman's art. Yes, so I will be sending you that because I think about it Thank a you. lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. I'm, I'm gonna put it in your. <laughs> in your chat right now that's actually how important this is thank god you reminded me there you go and he's like kind of pointing out better but it shows how good it shows how good yet bad at listening he is she's like whitman what are you doing and he's like like, everybody from god remember yeah friend from god everyone loves clowns and he's i mean he's just like look up whitman crawford clown Mr. Wrong, and it'll probably come up because it's just horrifying. And then he's like, "Let me show you my love dance." And he goes, and he just waves his arms like like a like a train forward and backward. And at this point, I was like shitting myself, and I was like, I don't, <laughs> "Is he gonna come for me? Is this creepy crown? You know, is he haunting me? He's fucking on stilts, looking at a two-story like, window." Ringu, and he's going like. Is this the horror movie? Like, is this when it starts? Is he gonna kill her with the stilts? He, uh... He then falls two stories and somehow doesn't break all the bones in his back and slip a vertebrae, but... Well, of course not, because he is either A, a slapstick cartoon character, or B, Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. It's like the director himself was Michael Myers. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. So... I want to bring up the fact that, first things first, he mm. knew where she was. In the house. Mm. Right? Yeah, he knew she, she was going to be on the second floor so he could bring his clown stilts. <laughs> he either had to rent them. Or he just unless, had them. Unless he had them, right? And you can't just rent those at night. like, 
or he bought yeah, it. Like this was premeditated. This is obviously. premeditated. Like he knew hours before he would do this, which is terrifying. Like that's not a funny thing. That's not. That's just scary. That's why they call it a black comedy because I, it's neither I horror guess. nor comedy. No horror nor comedy. They couldn't commit. Yeah. Which was basically. Yeah. I think it's just super awful. And he knew what room she was in. He just yeah. fucking knew. Yeah, so that he was probably watching outside, that means. <laughs> oh, God. In his, what, like, how else would he know? He would dress have to have been, like, buying on makeup on with his murder stilts. And he probably would have had to have done... So, two things. Either he came with the stilts and then did a stakeout, or he did a stakeout, left and got the stilts once he realized she was sleeping on the second floor. Either one is just as bad. I like to imagine him holding the stilts like it's a longboard and just fucking like following her home from work. <laughs> Dressed as a clown with no one doing yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, so they she files a police report and they they just fucking do nothing. They don't give a shit and they're like, sounds like he's trying to hit on you. Oh yeah. And then that's when she gets the PI. The personal mm. investigator to <laughs> investigate in him. And my issue with the P.I. is he's trying way too fucking hard to be a mobster. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's right. like, okay, we get it. Like, whatever, dude. Uh, Probably we should have, like, done noir investigator for him personally. That's what you would have done? I'm glad to know what you would have done. The Then they, her and Walter, her personal assistant, mm. go to the opera and i thought that was a stupid reference because it's about some Mm. young guy getting with an older woman who was out of his league which is well i mean so he brought her to this play trying to convince her to dump whitman for himself he's like oh man it's complete coincidence that this play is about an older woman leaving her lover yeah and he leans into it really hard and again a little too hard or not hard enough in order for it to be funny. Yeah, it was creepy, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. She leans into her, and he whispers, You're perfect. Or, you look perfect, right? And it's just like, mm. uh, ah, uh. Don't touch me. And then when they're in, either when it's over or intermission, women confronts them in a white tux, and they spend mm. time to stare at his butt, because basically later she yells his butt got bigger right because he got butt implants mm-hmm. which was random and not that funny it was just weird mm. like oh, it's a also, funny this joke, is the point just... at which whitman starts representing some of the escalation i would have liked to see more of in the movie because like he starts hamming it way the fuck up now uh, yeah I, I like really cheesy hammy stuff and so like he just like, everything, every word out of his mouth is uncomfortable. Uh, I see in my notes, I specifically wrote down the part where he says lover. He wrote lover. Like, almost saying a B instead of a B. It was so hard and, like, forced. And, it, man, I, I was, like, sweating in that scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, you got chills. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy is creeping me out. And then, of course, Ellen Mass is like, what, yeah. what? You can't do that? That's bad. The exact same way she reacted to the beer. I'm like, oh, damn it. You're like, oh, I could have could have worked out. But yeah. The... And, that, and then she faints, which didn't really feel earned, because, again, she's doing the same voice as earlier. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. 
the personal investigator finally gets back to her. She's back in his office. Mm-hmm. And they find out Whitman's a trust fund baby, right? So he doesn't work. Right. He's not like an investor. His mom just sends him a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, that's an investment. Just yeah. And parents the one love. thing I, I wrote down that Inga came up in it, right? Mm-hmm. And she, uh, excuse me, I just burped a little bit there. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we gotta get the podcast over. Ah, duh, we gotta podcast over. No more podcasts. Sorry, guys. No, no, we're restarting. We're going back to the beginning. No, 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 Mr. Oh, God. <laughs> We've been recording for almost an hour, not Thank including our warm up. Oh, regardless. Right. So, fucking. What happened? Yeah, so Inga's known for she tried to assassinate Stevie Nicks. They say rock icon Stevie Nicks. I, I, I just wanted to bring that up because that is funny. But yeah, yeah. And that it, it only adds to Inga's character. And then there's another 1-800-Flowers product placement. Yep. Um, and then I wrote about the telegraphs because Whitman sends a bunch of gifts. He sends telegraphs to mm. basically get her fired or, quote, suspended indefinitely or on vacation time for mm-hmm. a while because he... Pretends to be her and says, hey, lick my butt to a bunch of guests that were supposed to be on the morning talk show. Uh, He sent her parents on a cruise. Mm. Which, yeah, as them tying it into something else, seems like kind of an afterthought. So she's running around terrified. Uh, The PI stops her outside her house when she's trying to leave and, like, run away to Mexico with her parents. Uh, he tells her that it, women paid him off, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this part... Now. Uh, and yeah. shit starts going, like, that shit insane about now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The... You wouldn't be able to tell, based on the reactor. Um, yeah, the private detective is also not super good in this, not gonna lie. No. It's like, no, I'm no. with Whitman now. Like, I wish he had, like, screamed that or something, I don't know. Yeah, and he slaps her, which I thought was... Mm-hmm unneeded yeah it's like oh okay and she's she runs I get what away you're going for, but... <laughs> yeah I, oh, yeah oh. like i get it but it's just so out of place like this whole movie's yeah. just awkward mm-hmm. but uh she runs away from him and then gets boom beamed by one yeah immediately by she track. gets sent into an anime <laughs> no no she gets sent to a hospital no uh, not anime <laughs> Yeah, Where's my hospital. isekai that's about Ellen DeGeneres getting sent to a fantasy world? <laughs> that's my favorite part of it. My favorite is when I Ellen DeGeneres... Because it's not that much longer when they just sort of show up in Mexico. Yeah, my favorite part is when Ellen DeGeneres falls down the well, and then she realizes when she climbs out that she's actually in feudal Japan, and she hangs <laughs> out with that fox spirit. Yeah, and then she becomes, like, hilariously overpowered. Yeah, and she has got a bow and shit, and that didn't make sense. Mm. And it took her a while to become good oh, at yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen Finding Dory, too. Finding Dory, The best part is, is no one at our audience can say I'm wrong, because no one else saw Finding Dory. <laughs> Just you. Just <laughs> you. <laughs> so, uh, in the hospital scene, she's got an engagement ring on. Mm. Women sings I Want to Know What Love Is. Which oh, yeah. W- which would have been funny. It would have, but it wasn't. Yeah. He plays yeah. it in his car a bunch, too, which is also something to note. Um, 
Yeah, she's too drugged to tell anyone that he is kidnapping her, essentially. Yeah, so she tries to walk out of the hospital, like, while still in full cast. She rips out that IV. Yeah, oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. She's on the second story, did want to bring that up, and then climbs out of her window. She Uh, forgot her clown stilts. She forgot her clown murder stilts. She jumps into a car driving by. She's like, help, help, get me in. And then some guy's like, oh, get in. And then it's Bob and Inga. Yep. Yep. Oh, and Bob is... apologizes. Yeah, sorry about that. Don't be nice to her, Bob! Don't be nice to her, Bob. Just like evil Jesse screaming at Bob the whole time. Yeah. And then this is when the movie turns into a different entire movie. And I've actually yeah, gotten like I, I seven love, pages love, okay, of notes on it. I love the scene, scene. I unironically... The witch this. scene? The ant scene? Yeah. Yeah, so, like... They drive out in the middle of nowhere. scene is, uh, you know, Inga's like, you're gonna suffer for taking my man. Bob, bring the ants. And so she, like, starts, and so they, like, pour honey on her face. And she starts going on about how the ants are gonna eat her face. And then she grabs the jar. And they're all dead. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell, Bob's like, well, I, well I, you said make them, hung, uh, make them hungry. Like, you didn't feed them at all. They're dead, Bob. He's like, and I'm so sorry. They're like going to full supervillain thing. Uh, Ellen's tied down to like a mattress now, like in sacrifice yeah. mode, right? Um, and so Jesse's just like, okay, fuck it, we're just gonna. Oh, goddamn it, uh, Inga. <laughs> sorry, the it's voice, okay, okay. the voice is just <laughs> like, oh, whatever, just give me the knife. We'll just cut her heart out. I want it. After the sound, are you? Do you really want to do this? She's like, no, Bob. I wanted to use the ant. <laughs> Bob, you're forcing me Anyways. to Aztec her, all right? This yeah. well, isn't so my fault. So it looks fault. like um, a, like a, a spaghetti western where like the natives are like, ooh, the evil natives are about to sacrifice the innocent girl to the gods or whatever. And then <laughs> yeah. fucking Whitman shows up doing his John Wayne impression again. And it just, God, I hate like, him when he does that. on spaghetti western parody. And I love it because... Because, like, all of them are hamming it up so hard right now. They're like, ah, it's, ha- no, not you. Anyone but you is like, put her down. Well, or you're going to have to face actually, me. He has a fucking lever action rifle, too. When they first see him, <laughs> they're happy to see him, both of them. Because Whitman shows up, and he's like, stop right there. And then they're yeah. like, hi, Whitman. <laughs> yeah. And Inga's like, Whitman, oh. right? And then he's got mm-hmm. the fucking, like you said, lever action rifle. Yeah, and he's like he's like in a cowboy getup. Yeah, yeah, he changed clothes. I and made I it wish in this movie was this cheesy. Like it, it wouldn't have sold well, sure, but it would have gotten a, like you know a cult following probably. Probably. But yeah, and so it's like you know the whole John Wayne saves the girl from the Indian scene, basically. Yeah, yeah. Except he fucking shoots her. Yeah. <laughs> he actually like hit her in the arm. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't then, worry. We'll do that patch stuff. And, and then she's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And then they like, they like walk away, defeated. <laughs> yeah. And then just pulls out. You just sort of see them casually moving off screen. Like, yeah. See They're like, "Bye, Dang Bob." Or, oh man. Uh, bye, Whitman. Yeah. It's like Team Rocket. Like we're blasting off again. Except they fucking <laughs> like he shot her in the arm. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, man. I can't believe this. And Bob, like, didn't really give a shit, which, if the other two had reacted differently, it would have been funny that he didn't care. And he was like, this happens mm-hmm. all the time, but no. Yeah. And then women, like, picks her up and throws her in an RV. Yeah, she's like, I'm, 
It was basically, uh, I'm here to save you, do not resist. Uh, oh, I do want to bring up that when he did the gun trick, it was super cool. Mm. And and even Inga says... Again, I love uh, that scene. That was bitchin', right? She says that yeah. was bitchin'. But he reloads twice, so actually he wouldn't have been able to fire. Anyway. <laughs> no, man, double bullet. Yeah. Actually, I wrote down, Inga's dressed as a pirate, and it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Like, she's just, like, in a, like, a fucking pirate outfit. Yeah, you're right. So, there's that. Uh, the RV scene. I yeah. actually really so like take, the so RV scene. women takes, um, what was Ellen's character's name again? Martha. Martha. Takes Martha to the RV. And, and then she sees her kids. Uh, <laughs> no. He's like, here's our kids. And she's like, what the what? fuck? But she doesn't say fuck, but you know what I mean. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, so we can train to get our own kids. Go ahead. No, yeah, it's basically just like, I believe he all says, ah, it's not just my kids, they're our kids. Our family's gonna be legendary someday. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna be legendary. Oh, yeah, and also the kids have guns. Because Well, she tries to leave, and she's like, come on, kids. And then they're like, no, mama. And then they pull guns on her. Yeah, they both have a gun. Yeah. The girl had, like, a Luger or something. What, like, it wasn't, like, a normal gun you'd see. Yeah. It, was like, it was, like, a World War II gun. Yeah. They mention it later how uh, they were the maid's kids. Mm. Or maybe right then. But it was kind of funny that he stole the maid's kids. The uh, Point the guns at her. This, okay, this scene bugs me the most, and it troubles me the most. Whitman drinks chocolate syrup while he's driving. Oh, yeah. That was worse than the beer. It was worse than the beer. And no one reacts to it. It wasn't. He yeah. didn't ham it up, so I didn't think it was funny. And yeah. it just didn't even seem like it was meant to be funny. Yeah, it's like, it's just, like, it's another one of those things, like, wait, is this supposed to be, like, characterizing him as weird and unsettling, or am I supposed to be laughing? Like, yeah. The next thing I have you written feel like down, both. Yeah, literally. The next thing I have written down is no border patrol. <laughs> There's no border patrol. Well, you mind the border patrol is to keep you out of the, uh, the states. That's right. That's right. My bad. I forgot. Uh, he reveals that he drugged her because he he offered her water and she drank it, and then he was like, yeah. "Oh, it was chamomile, meal, teal, and LSD." Yeah. Uh, the kids, so, mm. I I didn't realize at first, but I went to, like, relook at the scene to see if there was anything good, and the kids mm. are playing, like, right next to an oil well. <laughs> There's, like, a whole oil well just working in the background, and I was like, how did I not notice that? That's actually really loud, and, like, half the scene is that sound. Yeah. Uh, they... He says, oh... She she says, I'm going to kill you because he put her on LSD and she's like hostage. Right. And then he says, I'll have to love you as a ghost and you'll have to get dreads like Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously not understanding that movie. I thought it was kind of funny, but then I was like, that's not funny. That's a shitty joke. While in the rest stop bathroom, she uses the rest stop bathroom phone to call mm-hmm. Walter. It bugs me because there's a phone in the restroom. Right. Uh, at this, like, I, shitty rest stop. I've never, ever once seen a, a pay phone in a fucking rest stop bathroom. 
I, I know mean, there's when like was the last time you saw a payphone? To be fair, I was in Tucson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, putting in the bathroom seems odd because like, right? She couldn't. What? Because, like, someone's gonna make shitty noises, because you're, I mean, first of all, you're in a, like, truck stop bathroom. Someone's, someone's shooting drugs in there, right? No, literally, literally, Like, though. that's that's why you cross the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Walter can't hear her, because he's on the payphone, but when she picks it up, she's like, Walter, you gotta buy a gun, you gotta get here, I'm in, I'm going to somewhere, somewhere in Mexico, and then he mm-hmm. can't hear, like, her at all, and he can't hear any of it, so... Then I just mm-hmm. drive to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate the name. Which mm-hmm. is Saint. I do appreciate the name of the church that they're getting married at, which is the Church of Saint Margaret of the Goats. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I felt like it was quite accurate. Uh, it's a good, solid, low church name. Mm-hmm. The choir of kids singing as she's walking down the aisle. Oh, are God. Singing. What were they singing again? They were singing, I want to know what love is. Oh. And it sounded like a Mexican kids bop version of it. It did. It was funny. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah, the whole choir. Yeah. Uh, she asked a pastor to help her, but she he doesn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents yeah. are there. Uh, Whitman's mom is there. Whitman's mom's maid is there. Do, do, do. Um. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right you know, she starts having a freak out, and <laughs> women uses the fact that he drugged her as like, oh, don't worry, she's just crazy. She's like, uh, she starts acting out, and she's like, oh, she she's on the meds right now, and I was like, oh, on your wedding, how could you? He doesn't say that until later. Actually, you didn't, you missed the whole part about Walter. I was that no, was that after Walter? That was after Walter. Dang, so I thought Walter she... was like very close to the end of the wedding reception thing. It is. Okay. So, anyways, the Walter bit's important. You gotta, gotta. Yeah, Walter burst in with a gun, and he's sprinting. And runs in slow motion. Like I also want to bring up that she got in the RV and she was six hours away from the church. Mm -hmm. She called Walter when they were in Mexico, which means she was at least three hours into that. So she was only three hours away when she called him. Walter then changed clothes, bought a gun, or had a gun, I guess, mm. uh, tied his shoes, and got onto a plane, and somehow found where they were, which obviously doesn't have an airport near it, all within mm. three hours. I mean, well, they got his family, they got her family there, so got invite somehow? Oh. Yeah, but the family left the day before on a cruise. I guess they want to, well, they might have made it there on a cruise, though. I mean, not most of the way on the... A lot of that would have been... Well, I mean, a decent bit could have been on the cruise, but... That's true. It's also, like, a long drive, even after that. That's true. They're just in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Anyways, I'm a bit about this scene. Uh, classic movie sin. One character's in slow-mo. No one else is. Like, everyone's watching Walter burst into the church with the gun. Yeah. And their, like, reactions are at normal speed. But then Walter's just, like just walking through jello on his way down and then he steps on his untied shoes because this fucking guy can't even tie his shoes apparently the gun goes flying and lands perfectly in ellen's hand that bugged me she if it landed in front of her and she picked it up boom i'd be cool with it 
But the fact that she caught it, not didn't she try to grab it? She grabbed it, grabbed it out of the air, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was dumb. It and then like, this is comedy. And then yeah, and then she points it at Walter. And she's oh, like, this is the way, scene, isn't it? And then this is the point when he says, okay. watch out, everybody. She's on pharmaceuticals. She's on pharmaceuticals. She's on pharmaceuticals. And it was, Which oh, was kind of On funny. your wedding. On your wedding. Anyways, uh, the girl points a gun at her. Yeah, the little girl. The uh, little girl, her. I should say, because I keep forgetting I think names. her name was Nicole. 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 Points a gun at her. Like, put it down. Uh... It turns out the kids never had real guns, which I feel like is kind of a missed opportunity. I agree. Uh, I would it was really like. I thought it would. I, I would have loved if like women had just given them actual fucking yeah. guns. Like here you go, kids. Because that would have made. I mean, that's very on Whitman's brand. Because he's like, oh, they've yeah. got guns. I mean, I, I guess it caught me off guard when it was a squirt, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it would have been funnier if like it had misfired or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. She, like, clips her shoulder. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, Nicole. What the fuck, dude? Nicole put it down. Like, she just fucking And then, it, and then like, the Nicole's kid. like, beg for your life or something. <laughs> Nicole's like, Like, that would have been now. awesome. Again, they should have just gone harder or, or you know, just less hard. Like I agree. They didn't commit like, to anything, and it made the movie yeah. lack a lot for me. And they could have made it, like, a full-on horror if they had just made it, like, more reserved. Yeah, that's or, or true. Or if they had gone harder and made it a comedy, but they chose neither and got neither. So when when uh, Martha gets annoyed at the tapping of the foot of Whitman's mom, and she like shoots above her on accident because she's upset, mm-hmm. and then the bullet like pings off nineteen things and like some yeah, because that's what bullets do. Because that's what bullets do. And right, then he, right. and then she hits the mom in the foot. You hear the mom go, Ugh. "Oh, yeah." And then you never see the mom in the picture again. You never hear her. <laughs> she she's never complaining that she got shot in the foot. I assume she's dead. I think the mom died. That's what I think. <laughs> she's a murderer. So. Uh, um, she points the gun back at Walter. Or Whitman. Fuck shit. Walt Whitman, come on. You yeah, come on, dude. I, I I feel like I'm just fighting mixing them up. Yeah. So, gun goes off in her hand, and she says, uh, she says, I shot him. Yeah, it cuts back to the Mexican prison. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I shot him. Yeah. And, just they're, watch bleed. and then they're like, we're going to put you away because you shot this innocent man. And then there's this Dodge product man. placement. Oh and also, God. you told us that whole story about the clowns and everything. I don't know why you included that. Just you know, all those parts about Whitman being scary and breaking his finger? He sounds like a great guy. Why did you tell us about your da- your date at the Belly Dancer restaurant? Yeah, seriously. How, I don't how did that, that help your narrative at all? Why did you tell us about that time you bragged to your family that you had sex with some stranger? Why did you describe the boot hitting the glass? Why did you steal beer? We're going to arrest you for that, too. You memorized his whole poem? <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, we really don't give a shit about your work. Just tell us why you shot him. Yeah, so 
she gets in the they throw her in the back of an suv and then walter pops up and drives off in the car and he does a bad john wayne impression that also bugged me uh he slashed the tires of the cops behind him so he this motherfucker who can't tie his shoes is like yeah i could definitely steal a cop car and slash their tires but he can't tie yeah, his yeah, fucking like first, shoes I, so they mentioned bob helped him with it and i thought they were implying like bob was the one who thought of slashing the tires and everything because that was more believable than walter doing it but that is now, more believable bob's like way way far away uh, yeah yeah uh, he explains that he didn't shoot her because Inga was trying to snipe Martha from mm. where the choir kids were, which apparently none of them thought to bring up that there was a random woman with a sniper rifle. Regardless. Uh, those are most churches. Uh, it's true. It's a different country over there. Regardless, she tries shooting Martha, and then Martha, like, ducks, and Whitman comes forward at her, and so she shoots Whitman. Mm. Do, do, do. Um, they say Whitman and they say Whitman survived, even though I'm pretty sure the shot is like implied to have been fired straight at his head. It, it I looked at least it would have definitely hit him in the neck. Yeah. And it said he recovered like pretty soon. But, so it's like, what? Yeah. So yeah. like Bob, that, that definitely feels like originally he's supposed to die and then they just, and then like maybe they got an R rating or something and like yeah. oh, well I've got to bump down to PG-13 so we'll just change some dialogue or something. Yeah. Bob's waiting in the middle of nowhere with a horse that he gives them so that they can ride off mm-hmm. in the sunset. And then yeah. we get the updates where it tells us first things first is the guy didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that she was going to go to prison. Yeah, yeah, you think the cops would have checked to see... And there's no way that Whitman was going to press charges. Because he had moved on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was no update about Whitman's mom. Meaning Whitman's mom is for sure dead. So, that's all I know. And then, they... uh, Well, the nice thing is we do get to hear about... Well, first things first is... Martha and Walter make it across the bird border without any trouble <laughs> at all. And that's like the, that's like their update, is they made it safe across the border. Mm. And then they give us this full fucking background. Inga and Bob move to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and start up an exotic pet store. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. The movie was truly Obviously. about Inga and Bob the whole time. It just was a secret yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So... We've been talking for almost as long as the movie is. Okay, like th- half an hour less. R- regardless, JJ, I think it's time that we give our ratings of what we think this movie got. Did you want to... I mean, we know it got a 7% of on Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you personally, what do you think? Um, I, I feel like 3 out of 10, there's some good material in there. And then, like I said, there was one or two scenes that you know i genuinely enjoyed but uh for the most but a lot of it's a lot of the good materials executed pretty poorly yeah yeah i i I agree with that i like some parts in it i do i would give it uh probably like a like a if i did out of a hundred scale to do percentage wise Mm -hmm. i'd give it like a 27 28 mm. right like it's not quite worth a like a third of watchability yeah. it was it was it, it, it's basically a third of a movie 
It's like a fourth, like watchable. Yeah. Less than that. So I'd give it I'd give it like a fifteen, maybe seventeen percent. If I'm rating against other box offices, this is not including like student films or anything. It's just mm-hmm. a movie that came out in box office. It's easily a fifteen percent, maybe ten. I mean, for rating it on something that was uh, had nineteen million dollars uh, of funding, I'd probably lower my score a bit. Yeah. Okay. And you you can, but yeah, yeah. I agree because it was like this is not what the budget went to at all. It it. If it had been about Inga and if it had been about Bob, it had the potential of being like an Ace Ventura <laughs> style of movie. And I would have liked it then in comparison. Yeah. And honestly, so like Ellen has the same type of panic that the entire movie, which is really good when she's like, you know, being like kind of a salty person chiding people for being just weird. But it doesn't yeah. really fit when it gets like insane as it does. No. No, I don't think her and Bill Pullman did a good job at all. So. Yeah, I yeah, Bill like they each have moments where what they're going for worked in, but they didn't really have like they ha- they basically chose one flat line and stayed at that the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Which so like when so like when that line intersects with how the plot's going, it's good. But other than that, yeah, totally. Well, but that's just our opinion. We're two <laughs> uh, not film experts. We're just two people. I haven't done anything related to film in my life, so I have no credibility. But I watched this um, one. I have, but, I, but I've been notoriously bad at it. Well, there you go. So this is for sure not a fucking diamond in the rough. If you yeah. have the time to go out and watch Mr. Wrong, do yeah. not do it. Don't do it. Like, it's watch not even funny bad most of the time. It would be better to watch a compilation like, of times Ellen scared people on her TV show than to watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Which I would have given a higher rating if it had the same budget. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. Be sure to, if you have any movies that you think I heard you like clowns. Ellen, you didn't. And then just Bill Pullman on stilts walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, no. Ellen, no. Ellen, stop! His mouth is reverse. <laughs> if you have any movies that you think you w- would want us to review and would be fun, please email us at pporpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us at pleasepayourrent at gmail.com. Uh, Diamond in the Rough is a Please Pay Our Rent uh, studio subsidiary it is a podcast from the network so be sure to go check out all their stuff on twitter at official ppor also we've got a tumblr because someone said i wouldn't make a tumblr so i made a tumblr which is oh. please pay our rent studios so follow us on and, tumblr and follow and us on anything twitter. the state of rhode island says about me is slander and a lie <laughs> first thing first everyone from rhode island on tumblr who's dashing on me is wrong yeah. and an asshole yeah i'm yeah. kind of offended and i feel like we need mods yeah so we will warn you we're not popular in rhode island and we will never be popular in rhode island because they know what they did wrong and we know yeah. what we did wrong <laughs> anyway, i refuse to admit i did anything wrong yeah exactly exactly i know this is a bit of a long one it might be cut into two parts so i hope that you enjoyed it and be sure to follow us on all those things just to carry us out, you know, a little bit, give you a little snacky snack. JJ, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, definitely the John Wayne parody scene. Yeah, with the ants and stuff. 
Yes. Yeah. Any specific quotes stand out to you? He does say mm. pilgrim in that bug to oh. me. I don't think that's funny um, at all. Uh, my, I, I think my favorite quote is, are you sure you want to do this? No, Bob, I wanted to use the ants. <laughs> no, Bob, I wanted to use the ants. That's awesome. That's awesome. My, uh, my, how favorite, about you? Quote Any, uh, from, my favorite quote from this movie <clears throat> is Ellen tells her about him throwing the beer at the homeless man. She tells her friend at work and her <clears throat> friend at work says, so what? <laughs> she says, the guy I'm dating likes monster trucks. <laughs> And it it was funny because of how bad of a line it was, not because it was meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite part, or favorite line. I think my favorite part was him beaming the old guy, the homeless guy was probably my favorite part. I just really enjoyed it. And that actor did a great performance. So. The homeless man getting beamed. The homeless man getting beamed. Yeah, that anyway. wasn't an actor. That was just the homeless man. No, uh, Bill Pullman was way too in character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit. We'll edit it in post. We'll edit it in post. <laughs> it was actually a child. It was it was a very young child. That's who it was. So. <laughs> anyway, one, two, three. Don't kill yourself. Have a good day. <laughs>